two friends communicating, laughing, talking, curing the world's woes. Yep, that's what Vicki and Deborah do whenever they get together. Would you like to hear their conversations? Please join in to Nobody Asked Us, But Nobody Asked Us, But Lifelong Friends Share Their Thoughts, Episode 1, Introductions and Books. Hello, and welcome to Penny University, a podcast with values new series. And this isn't just going to be a limited series. I hope not. I hope it's a series that continues on. Nobody asked us, but, and I am super excited because I get to do this series with my best friend and um, I absolutely love it. Episode one, obviously, as you heard, is who we are and why um, you should care. We are I would not say very opinionated, but we're both very brilliant. <laughs> so so I'll, I'll say that. I'll say that. So I hope that um, the listeners from Penny University enjoy this series. I am thrilled that Penny University is letting me do more and more. And um, this idea was um, open up. If you want to contact Penny University, let me throw this out before I start visiting with my friend and forget it. Please send us a email uh, to pennyuniversity at protonmail.com. Again, all one word, pennyuniversity at protonmail.com. You can send questions for me, comments to me, um, suggestions to Penny University, um, any of the guests. Please also listen to previous episodes, previous series. We have some really good ones out there. Um, Penny University has um, some that will series that might make you angry, some that might make you cry, some are just plain interesting. And I hope this one is going to be a little bit of all of them. So please check out the other episodes and series um, as well as listening to this one. This is going to be, hopefully, we're going to be dropping this one a couple of times a month, but it certainly depends. Um, Both my friend Vic, who we're going to meet in a few minutes, and I have lives. I know that's shocking. So Welcome to Nobody Asked Us But. My name is Deborah Finkston. As usual, I'm in my living room, so you might hear a little echo because of the Rona and because of our locations. You'll find out where we are. I'm in Arizona. Um, I'm using my laptop, my old hummy laptop, which I love, and using Zoom technology, which is now, you know, the big... I should have bought stock in Zoom. That's the way everybody's going. And Dottie the dog is laying on the couch. So again, if you hear her snoring, that's the dog. That's not me or my guest, my co-host. We're not. We're not. <laughs> At least complete... not this episode. Yeah, not this episode anyway. <laughs> I'm uh, fall asleep on you at some future one. Oh, <laughs> uh, please don't. Please don't. So again, so you guys know me. I'm Deborah. Um, here we go. Meet my dear, dear, lifelong friends, Vicki. Vicki, go for it. Introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Vicki Boswell, and uh, my husband and I maintain two places. I, we have a house in San Diego, and uh, <clears throat> we bought another one up here on Vancouver Island in British Columbia, Canada. So and that's where uh, she so- is. I'm in Arizona. She's up in, well, Arizona's beautiful, but you're 
gorgeously up on Vancouver Island. Yes, it, it is very beautiful here. So, uh, and that's the other benefit of Zoom. We can do this from everywhere. Yes. But, uh, Deborah and I go back a long way, <laughs> a long way. You know, I have told my grandchildren and I told my children, high school friends come and go. College friends you might keep for a lifetime. But high school friends, eh, not so much. But Vicki and I did know each other in high school. Were we friends? No. no. We, weren't. <laughs> we were from completely opposite crowds. Um, Vicki was very smart. She still is very smart, very studious, um, cared about her school, uh, cared about schooling. Um, well, I did I just not. Showed up every day. <laughs> I, I was just, I was a mediocre student, but I, I just showed up every day. Yeah. Well, I didn't even do that. So any good thing you hear from Vicki, I did completely the opposite. So. We were from completely different crowds, needless to say, and completely different lives. But year, a few years later, we re-met. Um, I got hired to do some Christmas help at a store at the time in Southern California where we were both living. And you were there. Right. I got a job there, too. I was going to college, and it was a part-time job. And, and right, you got hired for Christmas help. And we both thought the same thing. What is she doing here? <laughs> That's right. Why did they hire her? Why did they hire her? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we started talking and visiting. And um, it, it, we are um, kindreds. We have the same opinions about a lot of things, different opinions about a lot of things. Um, one of the fabulous things about our friendship is we're not needy. <laughs> yes. If, if you need a friend that you need, that you have to talk to on a phone daily or weekly, or I am not your friend. I am not the one for you. And, well, and this podcast will probably force us to talk more than we normally do. That's right. If you think about it. I know. But, you know, the irony of our friendship is this. You mentioned, Deborah, that, you know, high school friends come and go. I am not friends with any of my high school friends. I'm not either. You're I'm it. I'm friends with you. And the <laughs> irony was we weren't even friends in high school. Yes. We, we knew of one another, but traveled in different circles. Yet uh, you and I are still friends. So yes. that's, that's the irony of it. You know, someday we'll have to go back to our high school reunion. And people may remember you and go, wow, wow. And who is that? Because no, I think it'll be the opposite. I, I I think I think you'll be the memorable one. Well, I don't know. I think my friends will probably be dead, <laughs> I, dead or incarcerated. I really don't know. I really don't know. So, needless to say, we have had. We are of an age that we have been friends for a very long time, and. Uh, have gone through quite a few things. We have um, been, you have not been through divorces. I've, you've supported me through divorce, um, remarriage. Uh, we, we've been at each other's weddings. Uh, through the birth of my children, you've been there. Um, 
I'm friends with your beautiful ones, our grandkids we care about. Um, you know, we've traveled together, which is pretty, you know, anybody who wants to travel with me, more power to them. Um, and and it's, it's just been a, a wonderful, wonderful friendship. And so when we get together, we cure the world's woes. We have a lot to talk about. And both of us are podcast listeners. And so I was like, you know, I've been doing this podcast. I'm going to present because you and I, we talk about things that I think are darn interesting. And so... And even I'm interesting. That's right. And we can talk about it. Or, or interesting to us and hopefully to others. That's right. So we are going to share our um, conversations with you. And I hope that you enjoy them. Um, so... One of the things that we were talking about is it's very important, I think, for both of us. Vicki, correct me if I'm wrong, which she will. Um, we want it to be positive. I, I am done with the screaming and arguing of um, what's going on in our world. And so we don't want to do that. We want to talk positivity. We want to be um, comfortable as if we were sitting in our living room which I am. You look like you're in your office. But. I'm in my office, yeah. So the, one of the things that's like, okay, what is the first thing? And one of the things that we constantly talk about is what book are you reading? What, you know, what's going on? So, um, and we even have opinions about that. Um, I read, I work in a library. I'm, a, I'm in education. I like the feel of books. So I... I have a Kindle and um, an Amazon, and it just sits. I use it to watch a movie occasionally. I like to feel books. I also like to listen to books, um, audio books. As a matter of fact, I am reading a book and listening to another book at the same time. I, I need multiple stimulation. But yeah. with my books, I get very possessive. If I fall in love with a book, I own it. I have to feel it, hold it, and so it. I keep it forever. You know, I'm I'm not somebody that can give it up. Do you? Well, I I enjoy reading both uh, on my iPad as well as an actual book. Um, the iPad tends to travel better, um, so I just and if I'm not near. Um, uh, you know, a bookstore or somewhere, I, it's easy to download. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, I, you know, I completely get reading an actual book. Um, but, uh, you know, I, unlike Deborah, I, I don't mind giving books away. Um, and if they're really good, I'm, you know, I'm happy to give them and maybe I'll, I'll even write in them. Um, for example, I, uh, one of the books I read uh, a year or so back, um, my sister gave to me, and I loved it so much. Uh, it was a wonderful story that I gave it to my eldest granddaughter, and um, we, haven't, we haven't had time to talk about it yet, um, but, uh, but that's... I'm, I don't mind giving books away. Well, you know, I also write in some books that I do. And I hope that, because I have a couple of books from my mother that her handwriting is in. 
And so I treasure that now that she's not here. So I certainly hope that, you know, my grandchildren and my children will appreciate the, you know, I, I take notes, uh, you know, I read my Bible, I take notes in it, but I also have a couple other books that I highlight and write. So I hope that they um, care about them as well. I think that's really important. Um, some, yep. You said something and I wish, dang, I should have taken a note because um, how you said, you know, it's easy for you to give them up. And I'm thinking, Ugh! Robert Redford in Out of Africa, his character in Out of Africa says a line, and I'm gonna hack it to pieces, but it generally is. Um, Meryl Street was looking at a book and she said, do you ever lend them out? And he said, um, occasionally, and, and she said, oh, and he goes, but, um, something like it need, they need to come back. And she goes, you would lose a friend over a book. And he said, I, if I lost a book, I would lose a friend. And so I am really super possessive over my books. If I lend you a book, which I rarely do, I would rather buy you the copy <laughs> and keep mine. Um, it's, you know, I just, they, they become part of me. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, I, uh, I do save things. I mean, I still have some of my college textbooks. Oh, my God. Now, I got rid of all of those. <laughs> oh. Only from a couple of interesting topics because uh, I, I didn't – I was a business major, and I didn't keep any of those, but I minored in cultural <laughs> anthropology, and uh, I still have some of those books. Because they were very interesting. Yeah. Um, so though, well, they're probably outdated by now. You know, graduated thirty years ago. But uh, so those those books I held on to. But you know, th things I read these days. Well, most of the time it's on my iPad, so it's not something I could physically give away, other than right. talk about right. it and uh, you know encourage somebody to read it. Well. And I love the fact that bookstores are coming back. Um, yeah. You know, I love walking around a bookstore. I love sitting and having coffee in a bookstore. I, there's just something and just discovery. And that's what I also like about the library. Um, but I am thrilled that bookstores are slowly coming back into, you know, kind of like records, vinyl are coming back in. There's yeah. just something fantastic. So I'm thrilled about that. Well, Vic, why don't we take a, a couple minute break here and then let's share some books that we are currently reading. Sounds good. All right. We will be right back. There are tons of podcasts out there. You have options. Penny University is truly a podcast with value and we strive to share great true stories. Some are plain fun. Some might bring a tear to your eye and maybe even make you a little angry. Listen to them all. Please listen, like, and share. Head over to our Facebook page, see who we are. And thanks for listening. Would you like to communicate with Penny University? Send a suggestion? Send a comment? Ask a question? Please feel free to email pennyuniversity at protonmail.com. Penny University, one word, at protonmail.com. We'll love to hear from you. Well, welcome back, and now that everyone knows who we are, where we are, 
and kind of our general little conversation on books themselves. Why don't we talk about the books we're reading, Vic? Well, uh, this is a book I just finished uh, recently, and it was based on a Netflix series that came out, which is uh, usually my MO. If I, um, I gravitate towards nonfiction, and if we watch something on Netflix that is a true story, I then seek out the book that it was based on. Uh, so in this case, uh, the book I finished is by Deborah Feldman. It's called Unorthodox, The Scandalous Rejection of My Hasidic Roots. And I highly recommend this series on Netflix. But it, and uh, Deborah Feldman uh, was born and raised in a Hasidic community in Brooklyn, New York. Um, and it's a very orthodox Jewish community. And what I learned by re reading about this book is not all Hasidic communities are the same. Uh, they are, they run the, the gamut of orthodoxy. And this particular community was very, very conservative, very orthodox. And uh, Deborah Feldman just um, chafed in this environment. So this so is her, her memoir. Yes, it's okay. her memoir. And okay. so she writes uh, about how she, um, how she grew up, how she got married, uh, and how she ultimately leaves this community. And uh, the, the series was done beautifully. And this book, it, it takes a deeper dive, which is what books typically do. Um, and it's just so powerful. It's a she writes this book um, in, in her early 20s. It's the first book she's written, so it's unpolished. It's, it's uh, but, but so um, raw and open. Um, it's, it's very powerful, so. And then the title is Unorthodox? Unorthodox. The Scandalous Rejection of My Hasidic Roots by Deborah Feldman. And I will tell um, our audience, our listeners, any book that Vicki and I bring up, I will put um, the title, the author, that, that type of stuff on our um, landing page at Anchor. Now, we are um, available on nine platforms. You can listen to us on any podcast platform. But we have our... Um, Anchor is our um, foundation, our base. And so if you go there and you can just see a little bit about our episode, what I'll do is I'll place the book, um, the books that are we're going to be talking about there. So if you miss us saying it, you can always refer to there. So, well, I am going to bring up a book that I reread and I do that occasionally. I'll pick up a book and I'll just reread it. Um, I love Farmer Boy from Laura Ingalls Wilder, and I actually read it out loud to my husband. And I'll, so I'll reread that again, again and again. And Letters from a Woman Homesteader, I, we all have tons. But one of the books I want to mention is one I just finished, actually, last week. And it's Boys um, in the Boat. And it is nine Americans and their epic quest for gold at the 1936 Berlin Olympics. And I also got um, 
this book from, I was watching PBS American Experience, and they mm -hmm. did an episode on the boys in the boat, um, the boys of 36, and it was fascinating. Uh, it talks about these nine young men who during the Depression uh, were for the University of Seattle on their rowing team, and that's back when Seattle was just a bodunk logging town. It, you know, mm -hmm. it was nothing. And how these men, a lot of them, were on the rowing because they got free lunches, you know, because to eat. But how these men, I love stories um, where the underdog, you know, rises above or the, the determination of somebody, uh, you know, helps them through. Um, they don't give up and it's hard work and... Um, what these men went through, uh, you know, prime little example, one of the character, one of the gentlemen, it's during the depression, and he comes home from school one day, and his father and his stepmother and his um, younger brothers and sisters and their car is packed in front of their house, and he walks up and his dad gets out of the car and comes to the back of the car and he said, where are we going? And his dad said, We've, we're leaving, I have to find work and you can't go, you're gonna to have to fend for yourself. And how he, they just drove down the road. And he, so here's this young man and he worked out a deal then with the school teacher that he could um, would keep the heat going if, and he would go to school if he was allowed to live there. And just these wonderful tales. And at the same time, what I really like, Daniel, Daniel James Brown is the author. He's also paralleling what's going on in these young men's lives with what's going on in Berlin with Hitler starting to take over. And it's just fascinating. And so I highly recommend it. When I taught high school, I, used, I required every year for my students to watch The Boys of 36 um, and do a writing uh, piece on it. But if you, I just love it. It's a great book. Well, you know, that, that's interesting that uh, you're just, you just finished a book that also, that parallels uh, the, the rise of uh, Hitler. I'm, the book I'm reading is similar. It's, uh, it's about, it's a biography of Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Oh, yes. And it's called Bonhoeffer, Pastor, Martyr, Prophet, Spy by Eric Metaxas and it is fascinating um and it's about it's about him obviously and, and his family um and he came from an intellectually dynamic and diverse family um in berlin uh his up his upbringing uh, his father was a scientist. His mother came from a theological family. He, he ends up becoming a pastor. That's the career choice he makes. Uh, but it's all, the backdrop is also um, the, the, the rise of Nazism. And the author goes into detail of how it, how it was that Nazism could start at at that time in Germany, mm -hmm. and 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 then Bonhoeffer's, uh, at, you know, as he gets older, as he becomes an adult, his intersection with that dogma, and 
and what that does to him uh, and his re reaction to it. Um, so I'm at the part now where um, he's just on the verge of becoming a spy. <laughs> so, um, so things are getting dark. Um, but it's a, a fascinating read. And, um, and, and I didn't, I, I picked this up, I read a review about it. It wasn't a Netflix series. It was just something that was interesting. Um, my parents were children during World War II. They were refugees. And I loved her father, so, by the way. <laughs> I, I, I loved your mother too, but your father and I formed a friendship that was very deep. Go ahead, Vic. Yeah, yeah. But so, so it's just you know, if you're if you prefer uh, his, you know, it's a historical biography. Um, I I have it downloaded on my iPad. I, I so the 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 downside about that is you don't realize how big a book yeah. actually is <laughs> and last Christmas my sister gave a hard copy of this book to my niece's fiance and it's a big book <laughs> and I said oh I'm reading that book I, you know yeah that's a wonderful book but it, it's gigantic so I've been reading it for a while um but it's fascinating and um just interesting, scary, funny, and heartbreaking at the same time. Well, I have read um, some of Diedrich, um, some of his writings. Years ago, I read Letters um, from Prison. Uh, I'm, spoiler alert, Vic, he goes to prison. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, spoiler alert. And so, uh, you know, he was a brilliant writer in himself. Well, I'm going to jump. I, right now, I'm audiobooking Hidden Figures, which I will talk about another time. It's an absolutely beautiful book about um, black scientists um, during World War II. Female, by the way, absolutely fabulous. But I also just finished a book, and I could not put it down. It was called The Prize Winner of Defiance, Ohio, How My Mother Raised 10 Kids on 25 Words or Less by Terry Ryan. And I will tell you, this book will make you cry, but also laugh out loud. And it's, again, a true story. It is uh, Terry Ryan. It's about her mother. Um, again, Depression era. Um, her mother was married to an alcoholic. Um, they had 10 kids and the kids are all ultimately went on to be um, hard worker, brilliant. But the mother used to write, uh, you know, Burma shave for, uh, you know, placards on the road for, uh, you know, they would have jingle contests mm -hmm. and she was good. And so, you know, she wanted washer. She, you know, did money this and uh, that's always seemed to come at the right perfect time and how she would try to rhyme words while she was ironing. And I will tell you, it is a part of Americana. And I think that's why I also like nonfiction books is because it's a part of history and, and it, it's just beautiful. But if you can make me laugh out loud, I love that.
I absolutely love um, laughing well, out loud. Well, there's not there's not much that's funny in Bonhoeffer. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. no, no, pretty, no, pretty serious read. You know so, what? So then, terrifying. so then, Vicky, do the prize winner of Defiance, Ohio, and give yourself a breather. <laughs> you know, and yeah. and a good laugh. So. Well, this is the kind of book where I do have to read other things and come back yes, to it. Yes, yes. It's, it's tough to get through it, but it's it's worth it. Well, and you know, when I pick up a book, I am one of those sicko people that if I start it, I have to end, I have to finish it. And I mean, I have some other people that I know, some other friends. Oh, if I don't like it, I can just sit it down. It's like, how can you do that? I don't even know how you do that. I have to finish it, even if I'm complaining the whole time that this is a piece of crap. Yeah, I'm reading it, it, it might take me a while, yeah. but yeah, I'm the same way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I need to, I made the investment. I either have it and, you know, I made the investment in time. I want to get to the end. Yes. Even if it's, even even if it's, it's painful. painful. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I'm going to share you the most painful book I ever read. Clan of the Cave Bear was the most painful book. I, it scarred me. So forgive me. Um, to the, Forgive me, author there. Uh, I'm not even going to share her name. It was the worst book I've ever read. Wow. Hands down. It was awful. Well, I'll, I'll avoid it then. I, I didn't read it. Yeah, don't. Don't. So now I won't. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what, Vicki? We promised that we would uh, try and keep our um, podcast uh, kind of short. We didn't want to overbear you with all of our just gibberish. Um, and so I want to make sure that you understand this is just conversations um, that we're going to be having on loads of topics. And we hope that we've covered um, what's going on in our heads a little bit. It's not always going to be about books. And thanks, Vic, on Vancouver Island. Yay! Our first it's episode. To see you, Deb. It's wonderful to see you too. I can't wait to hear us on our hundred and first episode saying, "My gosh, our first episode was such crap." <laughs> Me too. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for being part of Nobody Asked Us, but. Please listen in to our next conversation. We hope to cover what is going on in our heads, hearts, and life. Until next episode, be strong, wise, and safe.